Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything You Mob podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I want to say before we get into things here, if you have just a minute of your time to go ahead and consider rating the show or subscribing or leaving us a review wherever you can and wherever you get your podcasts out, it helps us out a ton. It doesn't take too much of your time, 10 to 20 seconds, and it makes our day completely. So we are so appreciative of everyone who does. If you go ahead and send that review screenshot to my boss at Pete Mundo, he is on Twitter. You can find him there. Send him a DM and send him your screenshot of your review of each show or whichever show you want as well as following, and you are going to get a free Heartland College Sports koozie to keep your drinks cold all summer, all offseason. It is going to be hot, and that koozie will come in handy. Now, my friends, the offseason is upon us. It is no secret the offseason's here. However, there is no shortage of news. There's absolutely no shortage of news. Every single person in the Big 12 world has entered the transfer portal. I mean, we're talking LJ Cryer. We're talking big names like Shahade Wells. We're talking guys from Oklahoma, guys from Oklahoma State. Avery Anderson's in the portal. I want to give you a list of potential spots where the Kansas State Wildcats can snag a player to come fill in a role spot. And honestly, we're not losing that much outside of Keontae and Marquise. They are two massive players. They're both first-team All-Big 12, so it's tough to replace that, obviously. But outside of that, we're losing Ish Masood, potentially. There's an interesting storyline that's developing recently we'll talk about later on in the episode. But we're losing a couple of key guys. We're losing a, a starting point guard that's been massive. He took the world by storm through March. And Keontae Johnson, a forward who's been incredible. Now, with Ish Masood... There was a story that came out this week where Tang and Ish Masood were going back and forth saying, you know, what do we want? What do we want to do together next year? And Ish was honest saying, you know what, I want 25 to 30 minutes and I want to start. Tang was very honest, you know, and some, some might even say brutally honest and said, you know, Ish, as much as we want to do that, we're not going to be able to win the last game of the season that way. He's like, I don't think we can offer you that. We can still offer you that 18-minute role coming off the bench, but it's just not where we want to go as a program. And it's not to say he doesn't want Ish Masood on the team, he doesn't want him affiliated, because he's still then later on in that same conversation talked about it, saying, you know what, Ish, I want you to have what's best for you, and same thing, vice versa for us. But if you get out there and you feel like people aren't telling you the truth, people aren't going for you, why don't you consider coming back and we'll revisit this conversation. I'll toss in the audio clip here so you can get the full unabridged words from head coach Jerome Tang talking about his players. Well, I want to let you know there's been some you know buzzing from a phone, getting text basically through this meeting. It's not me, but it was on the reporter's end, so I wanted to let you know that before we get into it. But either way, listen to the results showed by our head coach. Yeah, I just asked him what the success looked like for him in this upcoming year, and he told me what he was looking for, and I told him what I w- my plans were for the team and what I you know wanted to look like, and you know, it just, we weren't, it wasn't his, what he wanted and what I felt honestly that we could provide for him wasn't close or the same. And I, I want him to, I mean, the worst thing you can do is tell some kid you're going to do something for him, especially in the last year, and then not be able to provide or know that you can't provide that for him. And I mean, he's been so good to us and for us and this, this past year that I, I want him to have every opportunity to, to have the success in his last year that he wants to have. And, um, and he wants to play. He wants to play 25 to 30 minutes a game. And I, I didn't know. We want to win the last game, and I don't know how, we can, how those two could fit together. And so I just was very honest with him, and uh, he was honest with me what he wanted, and I told him, look, if you go out there and you um, don't feel like people are telling you the truth, right, like you can get what you want out there at the level you want it, um, let's revisit this conversation again. But uh, And he, he was like, you, sh- you won't hold it against me? And I said, no, I won't hold it against you. And I said, but understand that I may have to call you and say, Ish, I've taken someone else and 
we may not be able to revisit this conversation, and he understands that. So. That audio is from Glenn Kinley of KSNT News. And yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. How many coaches in the nation will see a player transfer and then still go to bad form constantly? The other night, there's pictures of the entire team going to the baseball game supporting. It was Naquan Tomlin, Ish Masood, Jarrell Colbert, and I think another player as well. And it was just impressive to see, like, I'm not sitting here to say that K-State's going to hate Ish Masood or anything like that, because he was an incredible player. He stayed with us through the tough times and had an incredible run. But do you expect coaches and players and people just to, like, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't expect people to be as mature enough as they are to handle that situation. And Tang boldly speaking and being like, dude, come back to us. If it doesn't work out, come back. You know, I hope for the best for you, but if you need help, come back. And the response from Masood being like, you're not going to hold that against me? Doesn't that just make you tear up a little bit? Don't you think about that as a player and be like, coach is going to hate me because I'm leaving. That's probably the mentality of all of these players that are entering the transfer portal. It's not like, oh, the coaching staff still has my best interest at heart. Some of them do, but like, you know, TCU's Eddie Lampkin isn't having that situation. He had a whole thing going on with Jamie Dixon and the coaching staff. Like, players across the nation aren't having that experience. That is a very rare, isolated experience. And Tang still cares enough about Ishma to be like, dude, if it doesn't work out, come back. And he's still hanging out with the guys. Like, those four dudes that went to the baseball game the other day aren't just by themselves. Tang went alongside with them. And they got a massive standing ovation when they entered the stadium. Like, it's so cool to see people that connected. Like, you don't think of it as just like, oh, this is a basketball kid. He's leaving us. We don't care about him. I thought that was a really cool thing from Jerome Tang. And either way, Ishmael going to be a tough one to fill. But the reason that forward position for Ishmael isn't just a, all right, he's got a starting spot here. Tang has been very vocal about how good Taj Manning is. And this is going to sound like the most far left field shot I can ever throw out there. So be ready. I mean, you know, really get the ready position for this one when I say it. Taj Manning is going to be reminiscent of an Oscar Shibway type rebounder. And I don't want to say that to say that, okay, He's going to be some Keontae Johnson-level player in his first year with K-State. But you got to think, this guy's been incredible. Tang wouldn't be saying things like he's going to be an all-conference player one day if he doesn't have some of that special talent. And if you look up on social media, the guy's talking about Taj, it's every single rebound on the board goes to Taj Manning. Every single putback goes to Taj Manning. And I know he's only 6'6", 6'7", which is still big, but that's not 6'10", 6'11". He's not out-rebounding everybody, but for some reason, he out-rebounds everybody on the court, it sounds like. The guy is going to be an absolute unit for K-State in the fall. And I have my hopes as high as humanly possible. I mean, I'm staring down a giant cliff. My heights are so high here. Taj Manning is going to be an incredible player. And I think Jerome Tang believes that. I think he's like, you know what? Everybody in the country is going to say we're we're undersized. We're out of position at the forward position. Like last year we had Keontae. I don't think K-State's got to worry. I don't. I think our lineup looks good. And I want to give you a rundown on our lineup here before we start talking about the portal. Let's just go through and see who is returning, who's staying. I've got an active, updated list of transfer portal people, scholarship athletes for K-State. I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Gilbert for actually making the graphic. He works for GoPowerCat.com. Shout-out, Ryan. Ryan is a full breakdown of each scholarship slide for players. It's something I like to check on every so often, but especially when players are transferring in and out. It shows you the class and the grade of incoming people. So I did hear recently that they're trying to apply for a redshirt season for Dorian Finister, who only saw action in, like, you know, six games. And I think the basketball thing is just a little bit weird with that, but... I think there's going to be hopes that he actually is a freshman rather than a sophomore. Is how he's... So looking at that, the seniors on the team, David Gasson, Naquan Tomlin. Naquan Tomlin's looking at NBA draft potentially. Jerome Tanks, they're going to fill out the paperwork, see where the evaluation's at, and then if it doesn't work out, come back. Tomlin's still going to be working out with the team, developing. I think Tomlin's back for another season. I do. And I've been wrong on this podcast before. I thought Deuce Vaughn was coming back. He's not. I knew Felix was gone. I thought Deuce was coming back. Tomlin feels like a player who can still develop and learn a lot from Coach Tang and the coaching staff here in Manhattan. David Gasson's coming back. 
unless for some reason any of these guys jump in the transfer portal, they're coming back. Cam Carter is going to be the lone junior on the team. He's a stud, and I think this is going to be a massive year for Cam Carter. When you go back and watch the Elite Eight run, none of our eyes go towards Cam Carter. I'll tell you right that right now. And it's not a shot at Cam Carter, but you're just, oh, Keontae's so good. Look at this three here. Look at Ishma shooting for the logo. Look at Marquise doing everything. Tomlin's dunking on people. Nobody's eyes were keyed into Cam Carter. Cam Carter had some massive plays in every single game. He started off the game against both Montana State and Kentucky with a bucket, had a turnaround three in multiple games, had a big three late in F- against FAU to cut it to a three-point lead. I think Cam Carter's going to develop massively as a shooting guard and going to be an incredible player in the fall. I think he's going to be a top, like, a Big 12 honorable mention. That's how I see Cam Carter right now. I really think he's going to be that great. Next up, the sophomores on the team. Loosely, we've got Jarrell Colbert and Anthony Thomas. Now, Anthony Thomas, that name doesn't ring a bell for many K-State fans. He's a six foot seven shooting guard. He's a big dude. Six foot seven. I haven't seen anything about him. I haven't learned much about him, but I'm excited to see what he does on the court. And then Dorian Finister, they're trying to get that redshirt freshman tag applied. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Finister was a backup point guard that played a couple of minutes early on in the season against teams like Radford, like that, but he didn't play a ton, so they're going to try to get a red red shirt tag for him. We'll see what that's like, and I'm sure I'll talk about it going forward. And the incoming freshman on the team, including Taj Manning, who was a redshirt freshman this year, so we'll be a freshman in the fall. Taj Manning, awesome player, six foot seven forward. R.J. Jones, Dai Ames, and Michaela Bridge. You've heard me say those names on the podcast. You have, but I want to talk about their rankings real quick. So here's the case: K State basketball has some incredible players, and I think like when you look at basketball recruitment recruitment rankings, K State's not usually a top you know 50 team. We never really have been under Bruce Weber. We get some guys, but it's never really a situation where we're just like, okay, this is awesome. This is exactly where we want to be. Dai Ames is one of the best players K-State's had in a long time. The Kansas State Wildcats check in at 20th. The 20th best recruiting class. That's incredible. Good for fourth in the Big 12. That's really good. K-State is a great team this year. Dai Ames, the 67th best player in the entire nation. The 11th best player at his position, which is point guard. And he's the second best player in the state of Illinois. That's Dai Ames. We've landed that guy. R.J. Jones, in the same boat, 102nd best player nationally, 14th best shooting guard in the country, and the best player in the state of Utah. And then Michaela Bridge, the third guy here, small forward position, the 147th best player nationally, the 34th best player in his position, and the fourth best player in the state of Illinois behind Dada Ames and a couple others. K-State has two four-stars and a three-star, and Rich is right on the cusp of being a four-star, right along with R.J. Jones and Dada Ames. The three dudes coming in are going to be big baller dudes, and I'm excited to see what happens. However, we do have three open spots. In case you didn't know, in case you weren't following along, K-State has three open scholarship spots, and that is looking for the Big 12 transfer portal. I mean, the guys around the league that have transferred, I've heard a lot of news surrounding K-State. I hope you have as well. One of the headliners here, LJ Cryer. If that name doesn't ring a bell for you, it should. One of Baylor's best players in their backcourt played at the shooting guard position is an absolute shooter. The guy is one of the best shooters in the entire nation. LJ Cryer, in his time at Baylor, basically this past season, he's getting some NBA looks already. He's considering the NBA draft process. He started it up. I don't know if he's going to. Then he announced a week later that he's transferring. Odds are he's not going back to Baylor under any circumstances, obviously. The guy averaged 15 points per game, 2.1 rebounds, and 2 assists. And just in case you didn't know, who was the guy who recruited LJ Cryer to Baylor? How about Jerome Tang, head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats? LJ Cryer is the best player in the transfer portal right now. That's the way. We've got a new number one, LJ Cryer. And in case you're wondering, he has heard from Kansas State and Jerome Tang. He's been very vocal that he wants to go play point guard, not just shooting guard. And what does K-State have an opening at? The point guard position. He wants to talk about playing point guard. He doesn't want to play shooting guard anymore. He's done with that. Here's from Cole Carmody, also works for GoPowerCat.com, another one of my buddies, talking about LJ Cryer on K-State. 
LJ Cryer addressing K-State. He talked about each of the schools he's heard from, right? LJ Cryer has heard from Arkansas, Gonzaga, Houston, Illinois, Kansas, K-State, Texas A&M, and a couple others since entering the portal. Out of the Big 12 schools, he's already heard from K-State, Kansas, and Houston. Those are pretty big deals. Here's what he had to say about K-State. I know Coach Tang because he's the one who recruited me to Baylor. I have a great relationship with him and the graduate assistant who worked me out at Baylor is there too. I can't fully pronounce his name right. I'm pretty sure it's Ulrich Maligi. I'm going to go with that. We're going to rock with that. Who recruited me while he was at Texas A&M. He's now with K-State. I have a relationship with them. I feel like they have a great opportunity. Here's the kicker. Coach Tang has changed the culture around there. He's a great coach. They went to the Elite Eight and he lets his guys play with freedom. That's the subtle thing to look into. That is what I'm looking for. They have a great fan base and he's doing things the right way over there. I am for sure going to give them a fair chance to tell me what it is. He wants to play point guard somewhere. There's stories going on about LJ Cryer saying, hey, I want to play point guard somewhere. I want to play with freedom and a point guard offense. That's who I want to be. With 15 points a game, you should nationally be generating headlines. And Cryer was. But the issue is he's alongside Keontae George, who's going to be a top 10 NBA pick, and Adam Flagler, who just graduated as well, who should be an NBA player as well. That was the backcourt. He was kind of the third man, even though the third man's averaging 15 points a game. At K-State, there's no Marquise Noel, there's no Keontae Johnson left. The backcourt is yours, dude. You, Cam Carter, a couple other guys, that's your spot. Some incoming freshmen can help out too. That's you. Alongside another NBA prospect, Naquan Tomlin, that duo, you can put each other up for sure. NBA teams will take a look and say, ooh, this kid can pass, man. He can shoot, he can do just about everything. And Tomlin's down there throwing every dunk down in an eight-mile radius. That is a spot in a perfect landing spot for LJ Cryer. I would be genuinely shocked if he doesn't end up at K-State wearing purple in the fall. More than likely, my brain tells me 71% chance he ends up at K-State wearing purple. That's what my brain tells me. Let me know what you think on that one. But in case LJ says, you know what, Kansas is a better opportunity or, you know, A&M, wherever I want to go, that's where they're at. We've got other guys who are interested in K-State the same way we're interested in them. We've reached out to a bunch of players. There's a player for Hofstra averaging 20.2 points a game. We've reached out to him. One of the big ones, Tremont Mark here, a transfer from Houston, one of the top teams in the entire nation, has officially lowered his search to four final remaining teams. And let me just read them to you here. Tremont Mark, and let me tell you this, one of the best guards in the country. Averaged 10 points, five rebounds a game. He's limited his school search to four schools. Can you guess those four? Let me tell you, the four schools he's limited down to, Arkansas, just beat KU, that'd be a cool program to go to. Florida didn't make the tournament, but yeah, they're a historic program. Texas A&M got bounced by Penn State in the first round, they're okay. And the Kansas State Wildcats, that is the fourth team on the list for the Houston transfer Tremont Mark. That's huge. K-State's got a chance to land that guy already. We've got multiple people, there's other players who are combating with K-State deciding, you know, where's the best spot for me? Where's the best spot for me? Jerome Tang is creating a culture that brings guys in and lets them play with freedom and be them. That's the biggest thing. Like, Tang isn't focused elsewhere. Like, he's ready to bring in these guys like that. And I think seeing Tremont Mark, it's going to be tough for K-State to pass on him. I think he's going to be a real big deal. And realistically, he should choose K-State out of those four schools. Florida, not much not much there outside of history. A&M, uh, you know, they're good every other year. Good-ish, you know, seven seed good. Arkansas, they were a good team. They, they had some big games, and but... Do you want your head coach taking his shirt off and celebrating after every game? I don't think so. Or do you want Jerome Tang in the Kansas State Wildcats, who trended on every social media site and beat some of the best teams in the country? You can go there and join up with a potential LJ Cryer backcourt? Are you kidding me? Then K-State has three NBA players on the court at one time, similar to how UConn won the national championship. That's how we got this far this year. You know, the head coach for UConn said, well, it's not that hard when you have three NBA players, you surround them with good dudes. K-State has a chance to do that again in the fall. You know, you get LJ Cryer, Tremont Mark, 
and Naquan Tomlin on the court, that's a great line. Then you get a guy like Taj Manning rebounding his absolute head off every single time for K-State. This team is going to be scary. The transfer portal is awesome. I really think so. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but there's a lot of big names that have entered. And we'll take a look at that a little bit more in the next episode. I know this one's running a little bit long, but here's the thing. K-State can land any of these guys. They have the most success out of, the, out of a lot of teams that are recruiting people. And there's players eliminating their searches down to two teams. I mean, Tamar Bates from Indiana. He's a sophomore guard. He played pretty good minutes for the Indiana Hoosiers. Only averaged 6.1 points a game, 1.6 rebounds, and, an, and one assist. That's a pretty similar stat line to a guy like Cam Carter. Not not to say this season, but when he transferred to K-State, it was a little bit less than that. So people are kind of like, I don't know if I want this kid. I'm okay with whoever comes to K-State and is ready to work. Tamar Bates has basically told people that he's limited his searches down to either K-State or Mizzou, which is kind of interesting coming from Indiana, but I'll rock with it. He's got a real opportunity. I mean, that's a real situation. And I think Mizzou just landed Caleb Love from North Carolina, so there's going to be some good guys in Missouri, but, but K-State's getting after the talk. I mean, the big guy I mentioned earlier, Aaron Estrada, Basically, he's heard from the following schools. Alabama, Temple, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Seton Hall, Arizona, Cincinnati, Florida State, Kansas State, Washington State, NC State, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Do you know why he's heard from so many teams, out of curiosity? Because he's averaging 20.2 points. 20.2, that's incredible. The guy has been really, really good. And people have been going after it. Like It's not like, it's not like K-State's just sitting back and watching, but the world is watching the Kansas State Wildcats. The portal is watching Kansas State. Okay, they're looking at LJ Cryer. Do I have a spot if I go to Kansas State? Do I have to be a forward or small guard here? How does this all work? I don't know where I need to be. K-State, I would be shocked if they don't land another massive name. Like, big name, 15-plus points. That's a real situation coming to K-State. I think Tang is too good. He's established too good of a culture in front of the home crowd. I think it'd shock me if that didn't happen. I think the recruiting class should continue to land more recruits. They're going to be awesome guys. It would blow my mind if K-State doesn't start the season with at least three massive names. Naquan Tomlin up to one. I'll give it to Naquan Tomlin as one of the massive names. Find two more guys. Find an LJ Cryer. Find a Tremont Mark. Find guys like that. I think K-State is going to be A-OK. And I want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Everything Emaw Podcast. Once again, if you like the show, go ahead, consider rating it, reviewing it. And if you're interested, go ahead and send a screenshot of your review to my boss at Pete Mundo. He's on Twitter. You can find him also on heartlandcollegesports.com. Send that his way and you'll get a free Heartland College Sports koozie. It's pretty awesome. It's going to be a hot summer. Might as well keep your drinks cold. This has been the Everything Emaw Podcast. Thank you so much again for listening. I am Joe Tillery. I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to talk more portal news next week. Have a wonderful day and go Cats.